seated. Well, we are continuing in Lent. Um, Lent is the season of 40 days leading up to Easter. Some people give something up. Some people take something on during the season. Um, And during our sermon series, we're looking at some of the stories of Jesus, of the ways that Jesus did ministry throughout his life and and what he did. Um, Jesus does a lot, which is kind of an understatement, talking about who he is and what he's done. Um, Jesus uh, made a lot of people angry with some of the things that he did, the way that he heals, the way that he loves and forgives, and the way that he challenges systems of power. And you don't challenge that many systems of power without a response. And ultimately for Jesus, that's his death. So during Lent, we're looking at some of these stories and what they mean for our faith and for our life together. So this morning, Zacchaeus. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, you've probably heard this story before and you've sung this story before. So you probably remember or know some of the details of the story. That Zacchaeus climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus. That Zacchaeus was a tax collector that Jesus invites himself as a guest to, uh, to Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus apologizes, and salvation has come to this house. The end. Um, it's a short little experience, a short little story, um, and we don't really hear from Zacchaeus before or after this. So there's this little vignette, which I think has a lot to share with us about both who Jesus is and what his, what his ministry is. So we know that Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and not just any tax collector, he was the chief tax collector, which meant that he was incredibly hated. Um, And uh, it was because what that meant is that he worked, Zacchaeus worked for the Roman Empire. And and tax collectors, especially the chief tax collectors, were often stealing um, from the Roman Empire, but especially from their own people. They were Jewish men who were collecting for the Roman Empire and sometimes themselves on top of that. So the Roman Empire taxed especially farming, and it was a tool used by the Roman Empire to both collect income and to turn indigenous populations against each other. There was a series of contractors and subcontractors who bid to collect money from places that they knew well. So a tax collector had his finger on the pulse of business in the neighborhood. He knew what you did for a living. He knew who your relatives were. He knew what kind of property you owned, what your business was, and he knew how much you could be squeezed for. As a chief tax collector, Zacchaeus supervised his own subcontractors for the area. So most often, tax collectors and chief tax collectors were known as great exhorters of their, of their own people. So someone who really wasn't very well liked at all or very well respected, someone who was pretty outside. And then Jesus comes into town and Jesus has been preaching and teaching and performing miracles there. He's been performing healings. And so some of the word about who he is has gotten around People are starting to know who he is, or at least hearing rumors of someone. 
and uh, Jesus comes to town and Zacchaeus wants to see him so much that he is willing to climb a tree in order to see. Now, it says that Zacchaeus was short in stature, and if you take that into account with Zacchaeus's reputation that people don't like him very much, um, if there's someone you don't like very much, you're probably not going to offer, oh, Zacchaeus, you can stand in front of me. Um, so there's probably a little bit of pushing and trying to keep him away from this. And so in order to see Jesus, he climbs up the tree um, to, to see. Now, if you think about just that part just a little bit, and you think about Zacchaeus, I think one of the things that's um, really beautiful about scripture is that we can put ourselves in the story and who we might be. Are we someone in the crowd? Are we someone who Jesus encounters? Are we Zacchaeus? And have you ever been in a situation that either you knew what you were doing was wrong, but you were so far in that you thought you couldn't stop, or you were convinced that even if you did, it wouldn't make a difference. I think that might be where Zacchaeus is. He just couldn't stop what he was doing for whatever reason. And it's hard when you get in that position. It can leave you with all kinds of negative feelings, guilt, shame, anger, and you get stuck in a spiral. And maybe you've been stuck in that spiral. I was talking with a teacher recently, um, and uh, they were talking to me about a a student in their school, um, a kindergarten student. And um, uh, as they were working with this child, the child said that they had made some bad choices at recess. And so the teacher said, well, why did you do that? And the student responded, I don't know, my brain just told me to. And um, so she said to to the student, she said, well, maybe we can work on replacing our good choice, uh, replacing our bad thoughts in our brain with good thoughts. And he said, I just don't think my brain has any good ones. It's just filled with bad. And can you feel that? I mean, can you feel that sometimes it just feels like you're stuck? Like maybe you can't think of a way out. You can't think of anything different. Maybe it's all you know that you just can't see anything else. Have you been in a situation like that where it just feels like you're trapped in a spiral or you're just stuck? I think that might be where Zacchaeus was, just stuck. But there was something that he was holding on to because he went to see Jesus. Now, if he went to see him out of curiosity because he had heard the rumors um, or for whatever reason he did, he went. And it was important enough for him to see Jesus. And even though he couldn't see over the crowds, he climbed the tree. Something had connected with Zacchaeus. And then Jesus says to him, I'm going to come over to your house as a guest. Um, If Jesus says that to you, you know, what's your first response? Uh, Jesus, I got to clean up the kitchen a little bit first. Jesus, um, can we just maybe not talk about a few topics? How do you respond if Jesus says, I'm coming over to your house today? And Jesus is constantly surprising throughout the stories that we have of him. 
Because there's a certain expectation that Zacchaeus is someone who Jesus should avoid. Jesus, uh, Zacchaeus should be outside of Jesus' care because he has, um, he has taken money from people. He has oppressed people. He seems to be one of the bad guys. And shouldn't Jesus stay away from the bad guys? And yet, Jesus is constantly surprising about who is included in the story. Jesus is constantly expanding the story when we want to make it smaller. So what would it be like to hang out with Jesus? What would you talk about? Would he tell you everything about who you are? Would you laugh? Would you cry? Would you be silent? Would you be angry? What would you do? There was a video floating around a while ago, um, and it was called Twinkies with God. So I want to uh, take a watch of the video right now um, and see how you might feel if you were in this situation. So the little boy was out on an adventure to find God and found this woman. And then she said, I just had Twinkies in the park with God. He was much younger than I expected. What does God look like? What is it like to have Twinkies with Jesus? Jesus was a guest of someone surprising, and things changed. Who could you invite to dinner or Twinkies? What would you talk about? Would you laugh? Would you cry? How would you be changed? After meeting with Jesus, Zacchaeus announces to everyone that he will give half of his possessions and he'll pay back four times anyone who's de- who he's defrauded. And that was the most strict following of the laws, was to pay back four times. Zacchaeus says, I will pay everything back four times more. Because an encounter with Jesus changed his life. Zacchaeus wasn't perfect when he met Jesus. In fact, he was far from it. But here's the thing. If Jesus waited until someone was perfect before talking with them or before encountering them, Jesus would be waiting an awfully long time for something that may never come. But Jesus doesn't wait. Jesus meets us all where we are imperfections and all. And he doesn't leave us there. He asks us to take the next step, to come down out of the tree and to spend some time with him. He invites us into relationship to talk about our lives, our stories. And then Jesus shows us who we really are, not what people say about us, and maybe not even what we think. But Jesus shows us who we really are. At the end of the passage, it says that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of who we are because maybe we feel lost, we feel confused or alone, or we feel stuck in a spiral. Maybe Jesus needs to remind us who we are over dinner, over communion, 
or over Twinkies. And Jesus reminds us that we're all children of God. Sometimes it's not just us that needs to be reminded. Sometimes we need to remind someone else. Rob Bell, who is an author and a pastor, he says, the gospel is the announcement of who God insists you are. You're a child of God, not because of how great you are, but because God has all kinds of kids and you're one of them. And our job is to share the gospel, to share that message with others, that God loves you, you and you and you and you and you are a child of God. So let's share it.